0: Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to another week with the two best broadcasters that anyone could ever have. You know, there's an interesting philosophical idea about knowledge and true knowledge, and how guessing and being correct is not really knowledge, it's just guessing and being correct, where true knowledge is knowing about things from their truest senses. And I really like that idea because I get to kick it now to a man who guesses and is correct almost all the time. A man who even without knowing almost any information about upcoming events or huge things that are going on in the world and in his life or with his work, still manages a nearly 100% correct rate. That kind of genius only comes once in a generation. And for better or worse, that kind of genius is located in a man named Dan K. Dan, welcome to the show. Well, Lucas,
1: I'd love to have to not have to guess ever. <laughs> I, would, I would love to know more and really understand the biggest things coming in front of me. But I am a great guesser, and we do our best to be ready for anything at any time. I can promise you that. And we are so ready for this week's topic, the NCDC's first half of the 2020-2021 campaign, that we're skipping coffee reviews. We're skipping the free skate we're skipping the the beer review we're skipping it all let's get into it the ncdc it's been uh, number one an an insane year i mean an insane year for everybody throughout the world throughout the country and and especially in a game of hockey just trying to figure things out scheduling wise making moves up in the new england region all the way down through the tri-state area has been an absolute slog you know really figuring things out as the year has gone on but We have the hub. The Tampa hub is coming soon. January 6th, things kick off on the ice. Teams getting down there right after the new year. Hopefully, the Dan K show may get down there. We're hoping. And we will be covering the Tampa hub coming up. But first, before we do that, we have to look back. Lucas, before you look forward, you look back. And what a first half of the season we had in the NCDC.
0: It was truly incredible. And folks, strap yourselves in because this is going to be a real good conversation, a real deep dive about the NCDC because so much has happened in the beginning of this season. You've got teams that have amassed impressive records, have amassed impressive rap sheets, some teams that have struggled to put it together. But I think up and down the board, you've got teams who are ready for this no holds barred bunch of games idea that the hub is going to be bringing because we've got some teams who are firing on all cylinders right now the teams at the top of their respective divisions and then there's a couple teams that just haven't been able to play regular hockey and as as these coaches will tell you as we talked with uh, with coach Henkel and coach Hodge last week on our podcast you know it's tough when you're not playing games regularly and some of these teams like the Connecticut Junior Rangers like the Twin City Thunder really can't wait to stretch out their hockey legs but Still plenty of action to talk about, I think, in this, uh, this first half of the season, Dan. Do you want to start in the south of the north? I want to start in the north. Well, I feel like we've talked a lot of south hockey. and Lucas, you talked
1: about it. I mean, you talked about the teams that haven't gotten off to the great starts, right? I think the biggest problem for some of these south teams that we're going to get to, PAL, Connecticut, Philadelphia, and Utica, is just they had to see the hitmen in the Rockets hockey club so many times early in the year. There's only been so, there's been so many travel restrictions, things like that. You've seen a lot of the same foes early in the season and the Hitman and Rockets hockey club, I want to say for last, those are two teams we have to dive into because I think they might just be the two best teams in the country. Let's start in the North Lucas. I want to dive into things. And when you go to the North, you look at the top scorer, the top point getter in the North division, Colin Graff and his Boston junior Bruins. The Boston Junior Bruins, still the defending Deneen Cup champions with no title one last season, sit at 14-4, 1-0, 29 points. They've played 19 games, so they got five in hand on the second-place Monarchs that trail by just six points, so a lot can happen there. But this Junior Bruins team, they got out of the gates slow, Lucas, so that 14-win total in 19 games, that's coming a lot of late. They are 9-1 and in their last 10 8-0, and oh, an eight-game winning streak heading into the break. This Junior Bruins team has found it coming in here.
0: Yeah, and I mean, a lot of that has to do with, as it always is, the, the goaltending. And I, I kind of want to start there with this Junior Bruins squad because we know the Junior Bruins have been a, a, an organization that builds from the net out for a few years now. They're, a, they're not just a hockey factory. They're a goaltender factory. And they've got two guys in net right now. T.J. Felter and the most Massachusetts name I've ever heard, it's Chaliacha Acha. Yeah, These Charlie two- Acha is
1: a great <laughs> goaltender, man. He's hey, tell you what, chaliacha <laughs> is super wicked awesome, okay? This chaliacha I saw chaliacha Acha pack his cab at a haba, parallel pack, okay? No hands. This guy can just do it all. He is an absolute beauty.
0: Yeah, the, the two of them, I mean, so it, you've got two rookies, Right, two guys in their first season uh, with the Junior Bruins and CDC team here, and they're combining for some real great numbers. They've got just above a two uh, two goals against average. Their save percentage sitting at nine three nine. It they've really have developed this nice one two punch, and Sempton Felter. He's the lead guy right now, 10-2 record, uh, one overtime loss, sub-two goals against average, seen a lot of minutes, seen a lot of shots. Charlie Archer, uh, four and two, six games played. Uh, you know This defense is good. We know they're good. We know they help their goaltenders out. But every single year, the Boston Junior Bruins, they they just bring up such great goaltending talent. And I think a lot of what they do supports that. Because as we've seen this season, Dan, a lot of the saves for the Junior Bruins – they, they get turned around, and all the offense seems to start from that net.
1: Yeah, and, and you talk about the net. I look at the defenseman for the Boston Junior Bruins. Mike Anderson runs an absolute clockwork-type offensive style that starts with good defensive play, getting the puck in from that center ice, dump in, get that thing around the boards, get down after it, and play the game of hockey. Obviously, they have the Frankie Ireland and, and the Colin Grass and the Ryan Ross bros and Cameron Lunds up there at the top who have hands that are just silk but I look at the defenseman position and I see hey Jude Jude's never making a bad man that's Jude Brower one goal eight assists this is this is a year 2001 defenseman who's big on the power play four power play assists this year physical when he needs to be as the rookie Will Gilson stepped up and played a big role for this BJB defense. He's joined by Jackson Dorrington and Ryan Pruitt. And Dorrington's a guy who I really, really like the way he plays the game. The Bruins aren't a team that are going to come at you with those high goal scoring defensemen. These are locked down D-men that at the next level, when they head out to play NCAA Division I hockey, they're locked down there as well. They play defense. They hit hard. They're in the right place at the right time, and they don't make bad mistakes with the puck in their own zone. That's the biggest thing with the Boston Junior Bruins. They're not going to beat themselves. They never beat themselves. You have to be perfect to beat the Boston Junior Bruins, and you can be perfect and still have them scratch out a close game with this defenseman-goaltending pairing that they have in front of their net. They play from deep, man, and they are just really frustrating to play against.
0: Yeah, you talk about a team who don't who don't have a defenseman that's scored more than one goal on the season. That that should tell you everything you need to know about their offensive mentality. The defensemen are are the guys who are spinning the wheel. They're getting a kickstarted. They've all got uh, you know assists out the wazoo here. Eight for Brower, seven for Gilson, six for Flynn. But you know their forwards are the guys who score. They've got a lot of rookies, a lot of really young talent this season. I see a ton of 03s 3s and 04s 4s on that roster too. I mean, this Junior Bruins team, they wear you down. They are, they are not a big bomb going off, right? They are the slow erosion of a defense over three periods of hockey. And if you get them in a multi-game series, when you get to the playoffs, I feel like that's when they get especially dangerous because they wear you down. It's not just winning one game you got to win the second one. you got to survive a game because you know they're going to take one. So it, it it really comes down to a wear-you-down style.
1: Yeah, and then you look at – you wear them down from that back end, and it allows space to create as the game moves along for the guys like Frankie Ireland and Colin Graff. And Frankie Ireland, Lucas, has taken on that Johnny Hockey role there. You look at Frankie Ireland taking on a Johnny Hockey role. You look at Liam McClinsky with the Jersey hitman taking on – the Mickey Burns role. And it just shows you, you know, that these great organizations, these great coaching staffs, the great ownership groups, like like the Masters family there in, in BJB country, they do such a good job of cultivating talent. It's like a farm, right? And, and you just kind of wait for the right time to pick the fruit. And Frankie Ireland, it is his time right now, He's got articles getting written about him across the country, writers all over the place. He's got NHL scouts in the building. He's got college scouts looking at him. Frankie Ireland is an absolute monster. 14 goals, five assists in his first 19 games played at the NCDC level. This year, I mean, if you haven't given Frankie Ireland a look yet, I mean, you're not doing your job in the scouting world. I mean, he is an absolute stud. And he's going to be uh, just a monster to deal with when you get down to the hub. Having to play every day and chase down Frankie Ireland, I do not want to have to do that.
0: No, no, certainly not. And, and really, this Junior Bruins team is so great because they have this multi-year talent. They have guys that stay there year after year. And you can count like clockwork on those guys getting better and better every single season. How about a team that's getting
1: better and better as the year goes on? And I'll tell you what. We, we talk about this Tampa hub coming up, right. And the struggles that some teams will run into that every team's going to run into playing so many games in so few days, right. You're on the road. You're going to be back and forth to the rink every day. You're going to be staying quarantined and staying safe. And it, it's going to be, a, it's going to wear some guys down. It's going to wear a lot of these guys down. And you want to talk about a team that's played through adversity already this year. It's the New Hampshire junior Monarchs and they have, answered back every time adversity knocked at the door this team's 11-2-1-0 23 points a plus 17 goal differential and I, I mean outside of the loss before the break here eight and two in their last 10 there's very little you can say poorly about this new hampshire junior monarchs team they do it on both ends coach tony d's got things going up there in new hampshire and and this is a team that I think is going to travel well. Kevin Urquhart just got his commitment, the right winger. Congratulations to him. Tanner Daniels, Grant Porter, Eric Brown, Colton Friesen. Friesen's a guy who's one of the fastest kids alive. This guy wins face-offs and beats people to the puck. Two goals, eight assists on the year. This is a balanced scoring team.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's one of those teams that, you know, you saw them last year and you saw what they were able to do in these tough situations. And I think they've only gotten better. I mean, I've seen a a few games now of the new Hampshire junior monarchs and a couple of highlight reels as well. And and I think one of their strengths is their ability to work, just work inside the zone. I have seen from what I've seen on the tapes, it's, it's that they're organized, they're calm. They are, they're collected. There's no panic, right? They, they, you know, they've got the superstars, you know, they've got guys who, when the puck's on their stick, they take it for a walk, they make it disappear. They pull it out from behind your helmet but they can just as easily set up in the zone and just live there. You know, they're they're a physical team. They're not afraid to get into the corners. And, you know, you talk about a team that has as few games under their belt as they do, 14 games. Junior Bruins have 19 games played. Islanders Hockey Club have 21. And yet the New Hampshire Junior Monarchs are sitting in second place. So they're they're winning a whole bunch of games. And, you know, you're really going to have a hard time Trying to deal with them as, especially in the hub, as as the hub moves on,
1: you're gonna have a hard time dealing with Netminder Arter Ogenzanian who might be one of the most dangerous netminders in the world right now. I mean, you don't want to face this guy nine one zero oh, and one in net for this side, two goals against average on the dot, a nine four three saves percentage. He's faced three eighty seven, he stopped three sixty five. We watched him when he was in Twin City, when he made the move down to New Hampshire. just continue to success this is a goaltender that is a hot hand type goaltender right when he gets rolling you can't beat him there's no way past him and it's it's a situation you got to get to him early you got to get to him early he's like a great starting pitcher in the game of baseball it's like you don't get to him in the first period you don't kind of break down that wall he gets that confidence flowing and it's it's good night irene
0: yeah and, and that's what that's what it was last year too. You know, just th- his arrival on the team really was the the signal to the rest of the league that this team has put all the pieces together. This team was waiting for that lockdown presence that that sort of authority in that the guy who's not afraid to put himself out there and you know, he's is just a phenomenal netminder.
1: Yeah, I mean, and this team You want to talk about a squad outside of the Hitmen Junior Bruins realm that could take a title this year and could really make some hay down there in Tampa. New Hampshire is at the top of that list. This is a scary squad. They just keep running with you. They're physical. They've got the veteran presence throughout the roster. Guys who just know how to compete at this level know how to win games, and just are not going to give in. Watch out for New Hampshire when you get down to the Tampa Hub. That's a team I would not want to see on my schedule a bunch. With that, we talk about another team I wouldn't want to see on my schedule a bunch, and that team, Lucas, the Islanders Hockey Club, 11-9-1-0, also 23 points in the year, but that's 23 points tied for second with seven more games played than New Hampshire. So it's an Islanders Hockey Club team that, we talked about Artur Ogonzanian being a, a, a hot and cold netminder, right? When he gets rolling, it's over. Islanders Hockey Club have been similar this year. 63 goals for, 63 goals against. They completely balanced attack this year. But when they are clicking, watch out, get out of the way. Train's coming down the tracks.
0: Well, you know, the Dan, we've, we've had, you and I have had many uh, car-based arguments about the playoffs right and how playing a, a large number of games in a small frame of time really hurts teams that are streaky and the islanders hockey club is that team right now a, a perfectly balanced goal differential it works for thanos it doesn't work for hockey and it's it's a lot of close games and the fact that the islanders hockey club have a winning record and are sitting in tied for second place right now goes to show you a couple things it goes to show you that they are resilient team. They can win close games. They don't mind battling back. They don't mind really getting in the mix and pulling these games out. But the one thing that you have to watch out for is now you're fine, you're going to get mixed in with a lot of these squads and the offense has got to show up. The offense is going to have to show up. As we've often talked about in the NCDC, you have to have two goaltenders, yes. You have to have the ability to stop the puck, yes. But if you can't hang in a shootout in a, in a, in a, you know, a game that's going three, three, four, three, five, three, then that's going to be tough for you down the road. And as good as the IHC has been, I think that might be an interesting thing to watch their first few games down in the hub.
1: Yeah. And one of the guys I look at as kind of a a charge in the offense here is right defenseman, Mike Kropinski. I think Kropinski is a guy who he can create from that defenseman position, create some uh, some big plays from the blue line for IHC. IHC is a team that they can get out and score. Kyle Lightfoot, Johan Rosenquist, Max, Co- Max Kochi, uh, Will Winship, Ryan Murphy. They've had guys score for him this year. Lightfoot and Rosenquist are going to be the two uh, must-perform stars for this side. Will Winship, man, this is a guy who I've said it before, he'll win you ship. 20 games played, eight goals for, two assists. But I look at the defensemen. And I I think for Pinsky, I think Teddy Griffin, I I looked down a list and, and, you know, you see Charles Cacuzo. There's a lot of names here from that blue line, that blue line play. It doesn't always show up on the score sheet, right? It's not always one of the assisters. It's not the goal getter, but I feel like there's gotta be more offense generated from that side of the ice and that defensive side of the ice last year with netminder, Callie Anderson, the biggest issue that IHC dealt with were closing games and, and it revolved around just the number of shots finding their way on net. It was just Anderson was seeing more shots than anyone else in the, in the league last year at that time, it was a young team and it was just kind of locking down the block shots. And that seems to be a, a little bit of what's going on this year as well. As you see Jake Perrin who's faced 381 shots in his 12 games played. It's got a 9-1-3 saves percentage and, It's just really, for me, with this IHC team, it will revolve around that defenseman play, whether or not they are this perfectly balanced 63 and 63 goals, four goals against average here, or are they a team that takes that next step and can put a winning streak together when they get down in Tampa?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me for IHC is, you know, one of their strengths – is absolutely the faceoff game, you know, winning about 55% of their faceoffs this season. And that has improved. It started off the season a little bit lower, now has improved up to that 54%, 55% range. Um, but the one thing I think that they're struggling in is, you know, sometimes they give up that breakaway a little too much. They give up that two-on-one advantage. They give up that that three-on-two or even that breakout. And what have we known? What is that IHC, that tried-and-true system? It's that passing game right? They love to pass the puck. It's a crisp passing attack, but the one flaw sometimes is that puck gets picked off. You find yourself at a disadvantage. So I think if they can tighten up the passing game, that offense can work because the offense is great. The offense is absolutely phenomenal. You're talking about 63 goals for in 21 games. You're up there with the junior Bruins. It's one of the best offenses in the league, If but you have to protect the pucks. So I think if you try to control those turnovers, play a little bit of a cleaner game of hockey, use the boards a little bit more. Rely on your face-off wins. I think the IHC team is going to have a good time down in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, uh, most games played, you have to keep that in mind
1: with 21 games played, but are leading the league in penalty minutes right now by 18 over our next squad, the South Shore Kings. And the Kings are a team that got out of the gate slow, but 6-3-1-0 heading into the hub. On the right track right now, trending up, 7-9-1-0 in the season. This South Shore Kings team, I like the makeup. I like what they've done out there in South Shore. I like the work in Foxborough, and I love the netminder, Evan Zari. This is a guy who's played 17 games for the South Shore Kings and net. They have leaned heavily on him. He has had the best of times. He has had the worst of times this year. But a 9-2-4 saves percentage on 64 shots faced. Evan, Sari continues to prove since he was a Jersey hitman. Now he's a South shore King. Evan, Zari continues to prove that he is a D one talent between the pipes.
0: Yeah. Zari, I I think has been incredibly consistent and continues to do so. And I think one of the things that you can say, that's been, you know, great about the South shore Kings is some of that defensive work, some of that goaltending work, um, you know, and, and I think again, for 17 games played, 42 goals for quick maths is going to get us to about a little under three goals a game. And that's not a bad place to be in the NCDC, but then the defense has to kind of click here. Um, I do like how great they've been on the power play though. You've got some guys at the top of the list here. who have got some good power play numbers, especially this combination with the four power play assists of Jack Luca and Ned Blanchard. These two guys are the centerman and Luca, the defenseman in Blanchard you know, they're guys that, you know, when they're on the ice, they're effective. They're, they're skaters when they're out there. They're playing the game well. I think one of the biggest things that the South Shore Kings would like to see improved, uh, you know, is, is just kind of that defensive, the defensive result. Because we know they're physical. We know they get out there. We can, we, we see them blocking shots. We see them getting down on the ice and sacrificing the body. But the results just haven't been there yet.
1: Yeah, but I'll tell you, the results have been there. And the results are in on Chikara and Zawa. This young man, 5'7", 160. I don't know if this is Hanzawa or Sebastian Ajo when I'm watching games on hockey TV. He is one of the most skilled forwards on the planet right now. Look He's played 11 games. He's got three game-winning goals for the South Shore Kings. He's already leading the squad in points with 11. Seven goals, four assists. He put up a hattie against the Islanders Hockey Club, a tough a tough foe in this North Division this year, oh, one man, he's only he's only served four minutes in a penalty box, too. He's level headed, doesn't get involved in a muck and mire, doesn't make bad plays on the ice. He is an absolute lean on right winger. Then you talk about it. We talked about with IHC. We talked about with the Boston Junior Bruins, how much those defensemen are going to be a, a huge factor in creating the offense on the other side of the ice. Well, it's already happening for South Shore nolan hayes the right defenseman tied for most points five goals six assists then you go down the list to ned blanchard Uh, my favorite stat with blanchard in eight games played hasn't served a penalty minute yet that is a defenseman you can rely on a guy that stays out of the box makes big plays with the stick and does not take penalties this squad with south shore they're balanced right now. I, I really, I like this South Shore team. I don't I don't know what it is, but there is a certain, I don't know what, or in French, a, a je ne sais quoi about this this South Shore side. I really like the group. I like Bottrell. I like Alexander Babich. I like Jack Luca, man. I just, I really think this team has the makings for a squad that down the road here could be trouble.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think Blanchard's a, a great add, added in November. Uh, you know, I think the just the, the big takeaway from this team is just just protect that net a little bit more. The offense can score from everywhere. They've scored from all over the ice. So The offense is potent. Just got to now mix in that defensive effort and watch out for the South Shore Kings, especially behind a hot goaltender.
1: Now we get down to the bottom three here in this North Division, but it's an interesting bottom half of the standings right now because you got a Boston Advantage side who at one point in this season were 5-5, five, 1-1, five, one one, right, hanging out at that 500 mark. They lose seven straight. So on a losing streak right now, 1-9 and nine in the last 10. It, you're going to hit those doldrums in your inaugural season. It is almost identical to what the New Hampshire Monarchs dealt with in their inaugural season in the NCDC, Lucas. It's the idea of kind of getting out to that early start, getting that confidence underneath you, and then realizing just how much of a grind the NCDC schedule is with the talent, the size, the speed throughout the league. And that's where right now the Boston Advantage find themselves. They're in that that molding moment. It's a teaching moment for this Boston Advantage side. There is a lot to be learned down in this Tampa hub and a lot of opportunity. They showed up at the summer showcase. And we're out there in New Hampshire. This was the team that absolutely showed up and I could see them kind of really building that confidence when they get into the hub. You got Ethan Bastion, Danny Magnuson, Johnny Hamill, Ryan Corcoran, Nick Ring, Tony Achille. These are these are guys that just know how to score the puck. And I I I feel like that it's gonna play to their favor heading into that hub.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because you've had to play sort of the same teams over and over. I think we've talked about that. You know, you, you play IHC, South Shore Kings, Junior Bruins, IHC, Junior Bruins, South Shore Kings. You're playing these teams, you know, because of the travel situation consistently. And that can really wear on a team, you know, because it, it, it almost feels like a four-team league mentally, even though you've got these two divisions and teams all over the Northeast. So I think you're right. I think getting into the hub will be great for them. I think that's going to be a situation that they'll really be able to thrive. I think they're going to have to lean on their scorers to sort of sort of lead the attack here. You know, you you named some guys sort of in the open of that team there, but I, I largely agree. I think the scoring has got to pick up. You can survive as a defensive team and thrive as a defensive team in the NCDC. We see the Northern Cyclones do it, but they're still scoring, you know, three, four goals a game on the flip side. So I think the scores are going to light up here. I think you've got, you know, some young guys leading the charge, O 2s and O 3s right now. The scoring will pick up, the goaltending will stick around and stay at the level that it has been. You've got two good goaltenders for the Boston Advantage, Connor Bradford and Nick Bevilacqua. These are, you know, Bevilacqua struggled in the win-loss department, but in terms of saves percentages and goals against averages, these are two goaltenders who are holding their own. So I think if you can get the offensive explosion, sort of what we saw in the summer events from the Boston Advantage, I think this is a team that's primed for uh, for a little bit of movement.
1: Yeah, and these are two goaltenders we know well in Bradford and Bevilacqua, and they've had success in the past. The, the, the ability's there, right? Not, neither is lacking in the, in the ability department. I think for Connor Bradford, a 2.39 uh, goals against the average, that would have been a, the worst save percentage of all time. I apologize to Connor Bradford for <laughs> saying that 23% of shots faced. No, 2.39 goals against average and a 9.27 save percentage. He's had two shutouts under his belt. I, I really like the work Bradford's doing. You look at Bev Lockwood, he's, he's had success in the past. I think for him, it's just going to be, you kind of got to get that confidence back, right? It's the, he's like stellar right now. He's got to get his groove back. And he's, he's not allowing a ton of goals, right? The saves percentage can certainly move up. And it's just going it, to, when you get to the hub, the best thing, Lucas, these netminders are going to get a lot of play. Starters, backups, you're not going to be able to play the same guy every day. So you're going to get more time in net than you would at any other point in the season in Bevilacqua's position. And it's going to be a great opportunity for both Bradford and Bevilacqua to kind of get in a roll.
0: 110%. And before we move on, Dan, uh, I want to say that I was also going to drop how Stella got her group back line, which I think dates the two of us to significantly older. (laughs) You know what? I I
1: think I would like to argue that how Stella got her groove back is a relevant reference in any day and age anywhere. I think Stella, I I think it was, I haven't seen the movie, but I think the line is simple enough where it's a reasonable reference. point.
0: I I haven't seen the movie either, but I suspect that the title is instructive enough. We could figure it out. Context clues. We have basically seen the movie.
1: Her name was Stella. She got her groove back. I'd imagine that things weren't going great. and Now they're going better for her.
0: That's really it. That's welcome to welcome to 10 second film reviews with the Dan K show. (laughs) There
1: you go. How Stella (laughs) got her groove back. Done. All right. We move on. Now you get to these two at the bottom here and they're not at the bottom really for purposes of the play, right? It's, it's the lack of games that they've been able to play. The twin city thunder with 10 games played, The Cyclones with 10 games played got off to a slow start getting games under the belt to open the season, state closures, state reopening, state closures. Again, both of these sides really have been put up against it in terms of just getting on the ice. And I can guarantee you, they cannot wait for the hub. We talked to Dan Hodge about it with the twin city thunder they just are excited to be playing hockey again and not having to worry about where they're playing, what time they're playing, if a game's canceled, I mean, this is going to be a great opportunity for both sides. You look at this Northern Cyclones team, and I just think that there is there's a lot of talent for them. You lose, you lose a few guys here throughout the season, hitting a halfway point, heading off to college. You lose Artan Borshaw back to college, the left defenseman. But Michael McKenzie, Pavel Karasek, you still got all Dan K show team members playing for this side eric correll at the right defense this is still a team that has a lot of talent lucas and a lot of ability
0: yeah i mean the 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 team is there the roster is there the names are there but the games aren't there right you you talk about playing three games in december all against the new hampshire junior monarchs right and that that is tough enough. It's a tall enough task as it is, you know, to, to play a team that's absolutely on a roll like the New Hampshire junior monarchs are. But I, I think this roster is, is perfectly capable of going down to the hub and making some waves, you know, really really getting out there and giving a lot of teams a lot of trouble because it's the same system. It's, I mean, you lo- look at the numbers, it's 10 games played 32 goals allowed 23 goals for So They're operating at a bit of a negative goal differential, but it's still that same lockdown team. You you said it yourself, Dan, this is a team where all the pieces are together. They haven't They've lost a couple of guys, but they've got a lot of this team back. And I think they're going to surprise a lot of folks down there.
1: The biggest thing with the Cyclones is you cannot, I guarantee you there is not a coach in the NCDC or a group of guys on the ice that are going to be looking forward to playing the Cyclones in their third game in three days. You just, you just don't want to play that grinding style, and I think that the grit and determination of a Cyclone squad with Bill Flanagan behind the bench is always going to be able to wear teams down in this type of format and have success, and I think you're going to grab a lot of wins just kind of get off the get-off-the-bus win. You know, you're going to show up, and you're going to show up a little more than someone else. You'll be a little more physical on a given day, and it's going to be a difficult task. And speaking about a team that's kind of taken on a physical mantra from their coach, Dan Hodge, who is you know an absolute stunt of a defenseman back in his day playing the game of hockey now has kind of passed along that that mentality that lockdown mentality to his squad i think the twin city thunder are going to look a lot like the cyclones down here in tampa i think they're they're a little more in terms of they're okay with getting out and getting after it offensively just a little more they'll break out on it but they really do kind of just mirror that dan hodge style right now and i love the way they're put together nick Rashkowski, jack gilligan has no problem finding goal island when he needs to and uh, you look at joey potter tyler fox and noah Furman leading away with 12 points the centerman they are another the ncdc is just so filled with these balanced scoring teams and this is yet another
0: yeah i i think it's it's really a lot of fun to think about the way these teams have been playing to to look at this Twin City Thunder team and see that they've got a positive uh, they've got a positive goal differential it's a a positive goal differential of 1 but positive nonetheless and i think that just goes to show you that this is a team that's ready to go they've got the physical mentality and another team like the Northern Cyclones where like you ask a coach and nobody really wants to play them that's the thing is nobody really wants to play this team when they're at full strength because they'll just outwork you every time.
1: Yeah, and Devin bullback and net 927 saves percentage of two six seven goals against average. It is tough to be two and four. That with that with those stats. I mean, this guy's done everything he can. He's he's been solid. I I think this team can do enough in the hub to really make some hay. I think there's gonna be some big shifts in this North Division both ways. I think it's gonna kinda be back and forth all throughout the Tampa Hub. I think a lot of teams are going to get a chance to kind of cross divisions for the first time this year. I don't think anybody wants to play the teams in the South we're about to talk about, the Hitman and the Rockets Hockey Club. So the same way that teams want to kind of hold off playing those two sides, we're going to hold off talking about them. We're going to go and start with the Utica Junior Comets here, Lucas, and I, I like to start here with Utica because I feel like Paul Kelly's side dealing with the same things the Cyclones and Twin City Thunder are dealing with, right? Just lack of an ability to really get a ton of games under their belt here. 1-7-2 to start the year, not the record they want, but when we talked to Paul Kelly, he talked about how hard it's been playing the Hitman and Rockets Hockey Club. They are so talented right now, and it just they haven't had a chance to really get their legs kicking in the right direction.
0: No, they, they haven't, and it's, it's been a, a, tough, a tough go for a lot of these teams who have been, you know, trying to get some of these games under their belt and I think this is a team as well that'll benefit from a lot of consistency. You know, to be able to come out sporadically and try to play hockey, anyone will tell you is a difficult task. And you know, you look at some of these teams, especially ones that are sitting sort of in the bottom half of their respective divisions, the consistency can only be a good thing for them. And so I think that's one of the things I'm excited to see the most.
1: Yeah, they got to put their big shoes on here with Utica Comets and, and start stepping on some opponents, start winning some games. And, and that's where you look at Donald Borgula, Donnie B. You know, this is a guy who I am a huge advocate of. I love the way Borgula plays the game. This kid's a lunch, of work guy I've been talking about in the last few years. He started with the Syracuse Stars in eighteen nineteen, had nine goals, 15 assists that year. He's battled for this Utica Junior Comets side. Donald Borghul is going to have to play a huge role. You you look at Riley Brennan, three goals, four assists. You look at Walter Bauman, the centerman, who's a large and in-charge centerman there. Tyler Marin is another skater that has to get involved. His brother Anthony down down there at the premier level has been dominant. He is an absolute game changer. And then, I mean, John Gutt, who's a gut check there at at the centerman position on the faceoff. This Utica team has the talent, It's just, they need the consistency. They need the time on the ice to really put it together.
0: Yeah. And, and like you said, that that will come as soon as they've got some consistency, some time out there together as a, as a team, you know, practicing is one thing, but playing is something else. And I just think that for teams, especially like Utica, the hub is no time to kind of tiptoe around your opponents. You really need to get in there and, and really show a lot of strength, hit the ice, with 100% assertiveness, really, really show these teams why you're such a powerhouse. It's not just, oh, we're great developers of talent. No, we have great talent. We have it now, and we're ready to compete.
1: Yeah, no soft shoeing here. You have to absolutely just jump into the action and, and make some noise here if you're to Utica Junior Comets. Moving along, we go to the Philadelphia Hockey Club. And this Philadelphia Hockey Club inaugural season, similar spot the Boston Advantage are in, really figuring things out, getting the lay of the land. And it's a team we were we thought looked great down in Bridgewater, Lucas. We did a, a Rockets Hockey Club, Philadelphia Hockey Club game back when we were invited to NCDC Games of the Week. And we did a game between these two sides, and they look good. I mean, they look talented, this Philadelphia Hockey Club team. I think it's just kind of trying to piece it all together in a crazy year, obviously. Tough opponents in this division. But Jackson Mays leading the way with 11 points. I mean, you got guys like Jackson Mays, PJ Demetrio, Colt Carlson, Austin Humphrey, Chip Hamlet, Dante Fortner. I mean, this is a really good team. This is Frank Conopasic, a guy we love in the left winger position. I, I really think there's more talent here than is showing right now. I think it's it's more schedule-based than it is struggling wins-losses-wise. And I think the Philadelphia Hockey Club have a lot of wins in the future here. And and I think Tampa, this is going to be a sneaky team. You know, this is a team that some some folks are going to look at and they're going to look at the record and they're going to say, hey, quick little step-over game here, you know, but you can't take them lightly. You got to really come after them here when you're coming to the hub.
0: I think the biggest thing for me for this Philadelphia hockey club team is just the number of shots that that the goaltenders have had to face. And I think that's indicative of, of the kind of season that it's been, you know, they've, they're facing, I mean, they're facing a tough number of shots. They're facing almost 30 shots a game. And that's just a lot of shots to have to stop at the NCDC level. So I think you're going to see maybe the defenses get a little more involved. Maybe the defensive strategy start to hit a little bit more. But I think if this team can clean up on the defensive side of the ice, I think that'll help the goaltenders quite a bit because if you can just simply reduce the number of shots that your goalies have to face, you're you're halfway to a championship already, right? If you just if you if you let them settle in and not get peppered, that is enough to turn some team season around and I think that's one of the things we've seen from the Philadelphia Hockey Club so far, at least I've seen, because you know, the the swagger of this team is there, the attitude is there. The, the talents there, I just don't like seeing so many shots per game from a team.
1: Yeah, and again, it, the inaugural season for a team is tough, always. Just mm-hmm. trying to bring in an entire new group of guys, get them to work in hand together, work together. It's, it's tough enough. You add in this season, the craziness of it, playing tough opponents early in the year, over and over, and just, you know, it, it's just tough to really get the ball rolling. And I think, again, this is another team that just benefits from consistency. And it's another reason why this decision to put the Tampa Hub together is a great one by the USPHL. And we look at the team who probably benefits the most, maybe tied with the Twin City Thunder, but certainly up there as the most benefited is the Connecticut Junior Rangers. And I know Coach Jim Henkel – he had the washer machines going, Lucas. I don't know if you saw his Instagram story. Yes, but I did. This see guy that. had about 85 washer machines going. It was my nightmare. The only thing I could have think that would be worse is doing all my hand dishes here, hand washing dishes and having like 25 sinks full of dishes to do. That's the only thing worse. This guy was in Laundry Central getting ready for the hump.
0: Well, that's why I don't mind this podcast being so long because as soon as I'm done, I have two dinners worth of dishes to go <laughs> back and do on my end, but yeah, I mean, Hank, Jim Henkel was a grinder, and it, it manifests with the rest of the Connecticut Junior Rangers team. We went out there, we did a game, and it certainly is frustrating. Again, when you haven't had the regularity, we've talked about that. But I think the you know one of the things from the Connecticut Junior Rangers game that we saw was that they're really not afraid to get in and fight for what's theirs, and then also take some of yours and steal it for themselves. It's the physicality of the team. It's the willingness to, to go out and, and really fight for positioning. It's those little things. And it's the little things that will sort of save a team, uh, especially a team that's trying to right the ship as much as the Connecticut Junior Rangers are right now. Um, you've got Reed Miller back, which I think is huge. Reed Miller was The Dan K shows focus in last year's um, all-star game behind the scenes. So having him back on the defensive side is great. He's a quick skater, um, good shot as well. He's got five assists on the season this year. So yet to find a goal from him, but just being able to get in the mix, I think is going to be really important for a lot of these guys to get some time together. Um, One of the other guys I think that impressed me is a rookie, Jake Hughes uh two and two so two goals two assists on the season uh he's a 2001 so he's got a little bit of a veteran presence but his first year with this squad um he's just a guy i think that that works really hard compliments with the kind of player that reed miller is compliments his line mates well can fit in a lot of different places and i i just think that you know it not to sound like a broken record about well when teams get regular games they'll be much better but That's these every coach we talk to has just been it's tough on the guys. It's tough on the players to to not know when the next game is, to not have anything to look forward to. So I think this is kind of a put up or shut up moment for a lot of these teams, for a lot of these players that okay, now you're getting that moment. And if Coach Henkel, all star winning coach of the Connecticut Junior Rangers, doing enough with that. Doing nine loads of laundry doesn't get you jazzed (laughs) to play in the hub city then nothing else will that man is dedicated to two things dan fresh jerseys and getting lucas j his own show and yeah. he's successful in both departments so.
1: and i am just disappointed in him every day <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the most the most
1: i the biggest move i i love that they made this year was or in the past year was was adding jake lany i just love jake lany on this roster they brought him in last season Played 47 games, 13 goals, 16 assists, came in from the Powell Junior Islanders organization. And I just love the way Lanny plays. He's their top point getter on this side. Then you look at Andre Lavushkin, Spencer and Skylar Flansburg, and finally Sammy I These are the names that stick out for me, not just because they're tough to say, but because there's so much there. There's mm-hmm. so much there. There is so much that can show up in this Tampa hub when they finally aren't taking 20 days off between games, waiting for their next place to play. I cannot wait to see what CJR can do. Another team I can't wait to see in the hub, the Pal junior Islanders. This is a team that the beginning of the year, Lucas, I had six different people off the record. will not name them. Tell me to watch out for this side. They watched them in early preseason play and said, this team was really good. You look at the roster, Dom Satimo, Anthony Bernardo, Zach Frist, Spencer Corona, Devin Devin Moran, Ryan Willett. When there's a Willett, there's a way. Will Cormanic, Tyler Chris, Johnny Ficini, Adam Reed Schaefer, Kyle Jaros. There's so much talent. It's almost unbelievable that this team hasn't won more than they have.
0: And, you know, Dan, I think what you were saying about, you know, these these sources talking to us about how good this power junior Islanders team is. It doesn't reflect in the record right now, but it does reflect in some of the ways they've been playing the game of hockey. You know, they're uh, above the 50% margin in the face-offs one and, and that's been pretty consistent all season long, their physical team, they're dishing out hits, you know, they're not really afraid to play in, in certain areas of the ice. They can score from anywhere. I think that's been one of the biggest things, one of their biggest threats I think that they've had so far in this season is just their willingness and ability to score from really all areas of the ice you're you're talking about goals here that normally you see like a cluster right around the crease and you see these these teams that just rely on crashing the net and getting these second chance opportunities you're looking at a majority of their goals right now being scored from above the face-off dots in the center zone and that goes to show you that this is a team that's got systems in place they're running them well They're, they're getting things done. They've got a ton of skill. That's what that shows me is they've got a ton of skill on the ice. They're ready to deploy it. They'll, they'll give you a little zone entry. Look, they'll give you a quick pass across the middle of the zone. And, you know, I I think the defense will come together. The offense is already there. So if you only have to work on one thing, if you only have to focus on sort of stopping some of those shots on net and getting that defense kind of in line and reducing the amount of goals you're giving up a game, I think, again, you've got a team that, you know, really has a really good shot of coming away with a winning record.
1: Yeah. I love this pal team. I I think that Tampa, the Tampa hub's going to be good to all these teams that sit in the spot. Pal sits Connecticut, Philadelphia, Utica. I think, I think the Tampa Hub's going to be a huge help, a huge boost, to all those rosters, but now we go from a team. I love to a team. I absolutely adore. These are my boys this year. I've stolen them away from Lucas. <laughs> they're not my team. They were his team for a long time. But Coach Kersner, man, looks when we had him on the podcast, we had a chance to talk to him. This guy just spoke to me. This is a guy where if he was recruiting me, man, I'm in, the, I'm in the door. I'm in a uni by the time he finishes his first sentence. I just love the work they're doing out there with Rockets Hockey Club. And this roster is not just deep. It is dominant. It is never-ending. Good gosh darn luck playing the Rockets Hockey Club day in and day out. Clark Kerner, Johnny Wesco, Shane Shellenham in the net there Shane Shell with 13 apples on the year. Connor Tate the Condor, Johnny Johnson, a simple name for a complex goal scorer. Cole Valise, Brian O'Mara, Jack Turn the Page, Finnegan Sayers puts it in again. Baron Woodring, I wish he had Vaughn as a middle name, Baron Von Woodring. Matthew Davies, Nicholas Chioka, the former Hitman star, Christian Blomquist, the former Thunder star. Wow. This team is good.
0: Yeah, they really are. I mean, 20 games played on the season, 29 goals given up. You could cut the amount of goals this team has scored in half, and they would still, still only have maybe three to four losses. And I think that really goes to show you not just how good the team is, but especially when you consider the turnaround that has happened, when you consider the, the kind of season they've had in the context of some of the last couple of seasons where they've struggled to put together streaks of wins, where they've sometimes struggled with the defensive end of the ice. That means that what's happening this year, I think is even more impactful. You've got, guys who were scoring a ton of goals a game. You've got so many players who are in the double digits right now. Like you said, led by Clark Kerner, Johnny Wesco, and a little guy by the name of Connor Tate. Uh, you may have heard of him. Uh, his former Jersey Hitman star now with the Rockets Hockey Club. This roster is full of names you know and names you should know, names that should be at the top of your list. This is a team that is is absolutely primed with great talent, a lot of two-way players. I think that's contributed a lot to their success. Uh, Shane Shell and Connor Tate, we know that they're physical guys out there on the wing. We know that you know some of these defensemen are really, really big out there on the ice. Nicholas Chioka is a right defenseman who, again, you should know, who's incredibly physical as well. Tyler Sanborn, the, the list goes on and on. I could name players all day, but I think when you boil it down, it's a team full of two-way physical players, Skill guys and a team that gels together and does not allow you open shots on net, they just flat out do not allow you to get shots on net. I think it's one of the best aspects of this team,
1: yeah. And if you do get shots on net, good luck getting it past Aiden Harper and Matthew O'Donnell. This one two punch is the one two punch right now. It 11 0 and 2, the only two losses for Aiden Harper coming in OT 9 5 2 saves percentage, two shutouts, a 1 3 6. Then you look at Matthew O'Donnell, and it's like, hey, usually there's a drop-off. There's no drop-off, man. 9-4-9 save percentage. O'Donnell would start for any team in the country right now, in any league, anywhere. 5-1-1. He's, a, he's got 11 goals allowed against two fifteen face. faced. He's got to shut out himself. This team is balanced. And, you know, this Rocket Hockey Club team, if it weren't for the next group we're going to talk about, I'd say there's no chance they don't lift a cup. That's how good I feel about them. But remember when I talked about good net-minding pairs, Lucas, just now? And I said, you know, they're, they're, they might be the best. Let's go to the jersey Hitmen. Lucas, just brace yourself. If you're not sitting down, please take a seat. <laughs> Damon Beaver is 11-1-0-0 with an point. Eight six goals against average in the NCDC, a nine seven zero saves percentage in 12 games played. He has five shutouts. He opened the year with three straight. He He's building a dam in net. All right, this Beaver does nothing but stop goals, forget about stopping waterways. This guy is stopping goals. Damon Beaver is unrealistic. Then you look at his backup and i say that tongue in cheek because he's not a backup anywhere else in the world he is an absolute ace and it's chase clark who's chasing pucks out of the net like it's nothing he's eight and zero. he's undefeated never lost never beaten. 1.64 goals against average and a 947 saves percentage two shutouts for him in only with the Hitmen, only in Wayne, New Jersey's fault Arena, can you go eight and zero with a nine four seven saves percentage, and a one six four goals against average, and be the second best netminder in the building.
0: To everyone else looking at the Jersey Hitmen on their upcoming schedules at the Hub, uh, good luck because oh. this the Hitmen are facing these whole, these goaltenders are facing just slightly under thirty shots a game. And they're still only allowing 1.19 goals per game. That That is a number that is so far beyond the the norm for a, for a hockey team at any level. Is it, It's intimidating to go up against for sure. And then you get to the offensive side of the ice. You see the names you know. You see the guys who are so effective on the offensive side. We watched this Hitmen team play in person, Dan. And they they seemingly can do it all. I've equated Toby Harrison, Jim Hunt to Bill Belichick in the sense of not talking about this year's Patriots, obviously, but talking about the Patriots of years past where it wasn't a matter of if it's seemingly a matter of when, because you could see, you could theoretically see an entire different hitman squad in the second period of play and an entirely different squad in the third period. They just have they just have that ability to play chess while everyone else seems to be playing checkers. Um, and it's backed up by the players. Liam McClinsky, Daniel Lieberham. I like Luke Aquaro. I, I really took a liking to him when we, when we watched them play in person. Six goals, 15 assists. He's a quick skater, very physical, imposing presence. He can operate in space without space. He's just kind of this guy that can do everything and be everywhere and be so successful at it. I, I think Aquaro has really been really been the star player for me this year on the hitman squad.
1: I I look at Liam McClinsky. All right. They asked this young man to step in the role of Mickey Burns to take on that role, to sit to the right side of Daniel Ibrahim, who congratulations to Daniel on his commitment, the sacred heart university well-earned there for Daniel Ibrahim. He's an absolute stud and McClinsky doesn't just step into the Mickey Burns role and, and suffice and, and, Play a serviceable role to right wing position. This kid goes for thirty-one points, man. This guy is unstoppable. He's unbelievable. He's committed to Kinnipiac. He, he's going to be up there at the top of the mountain. I will tell you what, Liam. Do not ever try to walk to that rink up there at Kinnipiac. It is one of the longest walks in the world. I was working the the, the NCAA women's Frozen Four there for Division One, like. I almost said a couple of years back, I'm, pr- I'm older than I think. It, it was a decent amount of time back now. And I tried to walk up that hill. That was an absolute, I was in shape then. And it was, it was a problem. So be careful, make sure you drive up that hill, Liam, but it's good on the bike, good on the bike. But Liam McClinsky not just fills in for Mickey Burns. He leads the USPHL's NCDC division in points, 31 points for, for Liam McClinsky, 10 goals, 21 assists, wearing the captain's captaincy a power play goal, nine power play assists, two shorthanded assists, one shorthanded goal, two of the goals game winners. He's got a shootout goal on his one attempt this year, only served 10 minutes in the box and 20 games played. He just does it all for the Jersey Hitmen. You look down the list, a couple injuries to him this year, but Jin Lee battling strong. Harrison Bazianos adds a lot of depth. The depth with this Hitmen team is where you just get worn down tired out and they take it to you Liam Ovington on the defensive side Brandon Samino Sean Melso uh, just it's never-ending it is a cast of characters that are do nothing but win hockey games and to beat the Jersey hitmen it is going to take not your best effort but a perfect effort you you can't make a mistake you can't take a breath it is non-stop we watched the hitmen take on the Rockets Hockey Club Lucas in Wayne earlier this year on a NCDC free game of the week and that was a battle. That was an absolute battle. The Rockets did everything they could and still the Hitmen came out victorious on a Liam McClinsky game winner top shelf.
0: Yeah, that was a, a fun game to watch and it was great that we got to really witness the start of this this battle in New Jersey that's been happening. It's been great and I think one of the other things that the about the hitmen that impressed me so much is how they're able to leverage their experience. This is a team of 2000s, 01s, and a couple of 02s sprinkled in. But this yeah. is a team that that has been that is able to leverage that experience along with that talent. They've got they've pe- got some pieces together. They've they've added some new players, and that might be the difference maker. I mean, when you're talking about playing uh, as many games as they are in such a short amount of time the difference maker might be that experience about how to really uh, how to really take that experience, make the most of it and, and approach it scientifically.
1: And the season or the Tampa Bay hub season gets underway in just a few days, just a week's time, Wednesday, January six puck will drop between the Powell junior Islanders and South shore Kings. And we will get underway from the advent health center, ice rink in tampa florida the dan case show will be down there for a bunch of calls throughout the time in the hub it is going to be incredible hockey it is going to be one of a kind and it will be hockey time in tampa but before we get the hockey time it's time to get the academics time the academic corner with lucas jones
0: thanks dan and we've talked a lot about Dealing with adversity in today's podcast. A lot of the conversation has revolved around how we think teams will take this many games in a short stretch of time, especially after being away from it. Uh, and I think I'd also like to add a little bit of a personal note on this one. Uh, I have played guitar for many years now. I've played in a, a, a couple of different bands and I am currently having to relearn the instrument. And why is that? Well, because I ignored it. I put it off I was busy and didn't practice and didn't do all of these things and and now I'm having to spend the time to relearn it and I think that goes to show you that the being prepared is the most important thing and the way that we do that is by continuing to work so as with hockey it's easy right you show up to the rink you get a skate in you take some shots you work on your passing you work on your conditioning to you go home but on the academic side it's a lot harder we have a tendency to to take what we've learned and shelve it and put it in, put our notes in the box and never think about it again. I cannot tell you the number of students in my classes that I had in the previous year in a US History 1 class, come into US History 2 and not remember anything. So in terms of your academics, you should always be reviewing old material, even if it's not on the test. You should always be reading old notes as you continue to move up in your majors and minors. And don't get rid of those notes at the end of the year. You invest all that time in, in notes for certain classes, well. All of education is intertwining, especially once you get to college and you decide on a major. Save those notes, keep reviewing them, continue to brush up, and don't let the talents and the knowledge you've developed fall to the wayside.
1: Great, wise words from Lucas Jones yet again. And we go to my parting words to close this thing out. And, you know, getting ready for a hub experience, getting ready to really be locked in on the game of hockey and and locked down in a sense to, staying safe and and staying distance and getting through the season healthily here, the word organization comes to mind. That's my parting word this week. You got to be organized, right? And and the only way to accomplish anything, you look what the league's doing, right? You got to be organized to figure out the schedule to figure out all the the moving parts as you get through this time down in the Tampa hub. And for these players, organization will be key. Life doesn't stop just because we're all heading down to Tampa. I know, that uh, Lucas and I, you know, we we both have day jobs and Dan K show work to be doing while we're down in the hub. And it's all about being organized so you can properly cordon off the day, accomplish all the things set out in front of you and be successful. That's, that's a huge part of this Tampa hub. It's a huge part of your everyday life. You know, take time, make lists. I am a huge list guy. If I don't make a list, I am lost. I'm the kind of guy that I lose my keys when I'm driving the car. That's how bad I am with losing stuff. So organization is key. Make a list of everything you need down in Tampa. Make it again. Then check through that list as you pack, check through that list as you're ready. Then when you're down in Tampa, make a daily list, set yourself up for success. Show yourself your accomplishments by checking off that list throughout the day. I don't care if it's as simple as brushing your teeth. I, I, Big Matthew McConaughey guy here. All right, all right, all right. And that was a terrible Matthew McConaughey. But big Matthew McConaughey guy here. And he talked about lists and how important they were in his success in his life early on in his acting career. And little things as small as brushing your teeth, waking up on time, were on his list for the next day. And he felt more and more accomplished as the day went on. And he had five, six, seven things accomplished before he left his home to start the day. Be organized. Be ready. Tampa is coming at us fast. And watch along on Hockey TV with the Dan Kay Show and broadcasters from around the country as the Tampa Hub takes over the hockey world. That's it for the night. We thank Elite Junior Profiles. That's EliteJRProfiles.com. Take your recruiting profile to the next level and go sign up through EliteJrProfiles.com, EliteJRProfiles.com. Also, the USPHL, obviously our favorite league in all the land. We love them. We work with them day in and day out. USPHL.com to find out more about them. And us, the Dan K Show, at the underscore Dan K Show. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We wish you a happy new year. We hope you're healthy and safe heading into the new years. Make those resolutions and stick to them. Don't go giving up on them in February like everyone else does. Be in that gym on March 1st. Be that person. Be those people. I know I certainly have to be this year, and I know Lucas is trying to be as well. When Dan Kay's on a mic, it is always hockey night. Keep watching.